0: From the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, welcome to Celebrating Powerhouse Women. Celebrating Powerhouse Women is proudly presented by CAB Incorporated and Capital City Home Loans. Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Celebrating Powerhouse Women. I am your host, Amanda Pierce, and this is the series that salutes and recognizes women leaders making an impact in our community. Today, it is my distinct pleasure to welcome our guest, Ashley Hamilton, the tournament director for Mitsubishi Electric Classic. Those of you local here to the Gwinnett area might be familiar with the PGA Tour Champions uh, takes over here in June, wasn't it? In May, excuse me, I just remembered it was like around Father's Day, and uh, it's quite the to do. And we're going to learn a little bit about Ashley's participation in that amazing event. Welcome to the show, Ashley.
1: Thank
0: you. Thank you for having me. Of course. So, share with our little our listeners a little bit about what you do um, as the tournament director for those that might not be
1: familiar with everything that goes into all of the planning. Sure. So. We, we do just about everything. Um, I do just about everything. I have a team of five, and we work on this event year-round. Uh, it does take us all 365 days, and we would take a few more if we could have them. But uh, we do everything from planning the timelines, lining up the vendors, um, you know, purchasing all of the different equipment and things that you see on the course, the layout of the course, uh, just about everything that goes on with it. Uh, we work closely with TBC Sugarloaf and their team, their golf team, their their staff there but then also our counterparts at the PGA Tour uh, advise and and help us along the way as well but it's a big team effort but it does take the the full year to to pull off
0: and there's so much that goes into the planning um I had the great pleasure thank you kindly for um hooking up with some tickets, and participating in uh, several of the events that go on throughout the week. So let's just share a little bit about kind of the timeline. You kicked it off with, was the Executive Women's Day the kickoff?
1: Executive Women's Day was the kickoff for our event, so Monday of tournament week, uh, we had Executive Women's Day and actually the Stuart Sink Monday Pro-Am presented by Transamerica going on simultaneously. So something for the ladies, something for the men uh, and ladies. We had some ladies out there as well. But two big events kicking off our tournament week. It was a really big Monday for us. We had about 200 ladies participating in Executive Women's Day, about 100 golfers out on the golf course with the Stuart Sink event. Uh, so that, just, that was just Monday. Uh, and then Tuesday leading into uh, the Pro-Am's, we have our kickoff party. We hosted that this year at the Gas South Convention Center, so or Gas South District Convention Center. So that is where um, we release our pairings for the Wednesday and Thursday Maxwell Leadership <coughs> Program that takes place all day Wednesday and Thursday, so about 400 golfers come through. Uh, teams of four have an opportunity to have a round of golf with a PGA Tour champion, Ooh. so they get to play with one of the professionals, full round of golf, uh, food all over the course, food and drink. Uh, gifts uh, the whole nine yards pictures awards everything that goes into those events uh, that that's all day Wednesday Thursday and then really on Friday uh, the tour takes over and that's when competition starts so Friday Saturday Sunday competition rounds uh, beginning around 1030 each day uh, we have a 2t start so they start off both 10 and 1 and we we play all day long uh,
0: And you're a busy as a bee, you (laughs) and your team. I had uh, the great fortune of participating in Executive Women's Day and you um, lined up a panel of phenomenal women who got to just share their time, treasures and talents with all of the ladies who participated. And I can only imagine from an event planning standpoint, how much goes into not only planning the event, but actually finding the people that you want to participate. So some of the ladies that you had join um, as the panelists were very high caliber, simply getting in touch with them. And I'm sure with the golfers as well. And you're so cute because you're wearing your golf attire and then you ran and you flipped into like a beautiful ball gown and then came back out and spoke and then flipped back into your golf attire. I can imagine that it's a pretty sleepless week.
1: It is. Uh, That leading up to it is is sleepless as well. There's probably about four weeks where it's just everything is work, and and luckily my husband keeps everything running at home and me going in the right direction, Mm -hmm. and... um, and yeah, it's a it's a full week. Uh, we really look forward to, or this year we were looking forward to Friday when kind of the tour takes yeah. over and, and competition starts a little bit later in the day. But this year we had some weather. So instead of 10.30 tea times, we had 7 o'clock tea times. And we didn't get that morning to sleep in yeah. on Friday. But it's all in a day's work. It's one week out of the year that we plan for and we work so hard for. It's kind of our Super Bowl mm-hmm. or Christmas of the year if you look at it that way. Exactly. And it's, uh, it's, it's exciting and exhausting all at the same time.
0: I have two logistical questions, and then I want to talk about um, who who benefits from the proceeds sure. because that's also an amazing accomplishment for you guys. But when I was on the course, I noticed boats in the water, but there's no way the boats could get there per se. So share how did you get the boats <laughs> in the water for display. I'm thinking like a crane or like a truck or do tell.
1: So, yeah, so we, we have a, a sponsor, Singleton Marine. And one marina, they come in and they have, uh, through their sponsorship, they have some boat displays. And some of those boat displays are in water. And the, the bodies of water at TBC Sugarloaf are not for boating. Right. So there are no boat docks, like you said. There are mm-hmm. no ramps. Uh, there is, is not an easy way to get those boats in the water. So uh, what we do is we crane them in. We have a crane company that comes in. And they put them in the water overnight from Sunday to Monday between 11 p.m. and 4 a.m., because we have to shut some roads down within the right. neighborhood, and they uh, they bring the boats in, they stage the boats, and the crane comes in, gets set up, and then they crane the boats into the water, and then we do on the, the same on the out. Uh, they come yeah. in, you know, overnight, uh, Sunday after play, get the boats out, and and they go back to the marina. So amazing they are craned in, and uh, and it's overnight. So uh-huh. those are uh, you know, talk about tournament week yeah. going into tournament week, Sunday into Monday. We're not sleeping, getting ready for a Monday morning. We're putting boats in the water at 3 a.m. Yes.
0: I know with the young professionals, we also uh, got to enjoy the 18th hole, uh, the beautiful, What is what was that called? The In the 18th, green skyboxes. Yes, skyboxes. And we got to have a nice mixer overlooking the course, and it was just beautiful. But something as simple as the, um, I guess, awning or the tent or the canopies and the staging, that's all done by hand. People are physically going in and bringing all of this in. Obviously you guys have a vendor. It's not your team that's out there mm-hmm. like legit setting up all these these um, platforms and stuff. So break that down a little bit. Is that like a one or two day thing? Is that all one team? They set it up at all the holes?
1: It is. It's two separate teams. So we have a team that comes in uh, and builds the understructures. So that's all of the Uh, What you don't see, really, because it all gets covered up with some mesh and things that look a little bit prettier than rebar and and planking. Right, Um. and skirting and all that, yeah. (laughs) Yes, so, but they start about three weeks out. So uh, just in the beginning of April, they come in and the the platform company puts all of the platforms up all around the the course. Mm -hmm. And then we have a tenting company that comes in after them that adds the the awnings and the tent tops and the carpeting and railings and bar rail and chairs and and we do have we own some of the items Mm -hmm. we have a barn off-site that we keep a lot of stored items so all of the red stools that you see uh, we have 70 plus of those that we keep in a barn Uh, we keep all of our signage on site but we have an entire signage team that comes in Uh and they're here for three plus weeks as well you know they're they're printing us our new signs. They're adding the sponsor logos that we've added in the past year. They're installing all of the signage around mm-hmm. the course, you know, all of those things. Um, but it's it, we have great vendors. We've had them year of, after year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we try to stay with the f- same mm-hmm. vendors yeah. so there is some familiarity with the course, and things like that. We mm-hmm. always have to check water lines and things like that yeah. just to make sure we're not getting hitting anything under the ground as we're digging into the ground but Mm -hmm. uh for the most part they can they can be relatively self-sufficient once they once they're on site and they we scout everything out with them is there any
0: damage done to the course like after all the traffic and after all the things that you just mentioned like the installations do you guys have to do any type of repair to the greens or to any of the um foliage
1: not too much uh, you may see some brown spots you can see where some of the footings are from the structures things of that nature but nothing nothing major nothing you nice can stuff. definitely tell that there was something sitting uh-huh. there but it doesn't look like a okay. construction zone okay and so i just saw
0: and congratulations i saw the celebration announcement on linkedin with you and your team so those of you who don't know all proceeds from this tournament 100 percent minus the cost of mm-hmm. uh, putting it on go to charity correct and you guys i'll let you uh, elaborate on the dollar amount that you guys achieved and also the recipient
1: yeah so we have we have two primary benefiting charities in special needs schools of gwinnett and children's Healthcare of atlanta that we uh, donate majority of our proceeds to but then we also have a few other fundraising avenues and charitable uh you know, programs with the tournament. One is the Birdies for Charity program which is a fundraising and matching uh, donation program. So in total this year we were able to donate $558,270. Wow. Which puts us uh, in totality over the 10 years that we have uh, been in Gwinnett County since 2013 the inception of the tournament puts us at over $3.6 million donating back into the into the county
0: that's amazing so it gave me fun. <laughs> what a wonderful wonderful achievement and I know that's just heartwarming for yeah. you I know we have a special a special love for special needs school of Gwinnett yes um we featured Mr. Hamilton a couple of times as well so what goes into like selecting the charities obviously um there's a lot of people that would like to benefit how do yes. you kind of select like Brody's for charity and
1: so our our primary charities have been with us for quite some time uh children's health care of Atlanta dating back even into the Bell South classic days when the PJ tour event was here uh previously so our relationship with them has has been strong since since the beginning um special needs schools of Gwinnett came about more recently and that actually came through our title sponsor in Mitsubishi Electric they have a connection to special needs schools of Gwinnett and when they came on as our title sponsor they uh kind of put them up for nomination for us to adopt them as a a second benefiting charity so fantastic that is where where those charities came um, from and then the birdies for charity uh program similarly as well we have Right now, seven or eight charities each year, annually that that do some fundraising, and mm-hmm. then through those fundraising dollars that they uh, that they raise, uh, we put back a matching uh, ah. dollar amount to them. So nice. if they're able to raise fifty fifty thousand dollars, we match it. We match you know up to ten percent, depending mm-hmm. on you know the financials of the year, and we'll give them a check back for the fifty thousand plus, whatever we're able to match. So. Um, through that program, we've we've done a lot of um, a lot of good as well. Absolutely, and just just adds to that total number.
0: Well, I'm going to share a little bit about your background because all of this planning and all of this uh, manifesting of fantastic, you know, community efforts. You do have a little bit of a history with event management, and you spent some time as the director of the First Tee of West Virginia, as the director of special events for the Greenbrier and the Greenbrier Classic. Um, share a little bit about that because it's a unique story how you and if you don't mind me saying Jamie who is your husband for those who don't know kind of met but beyond that how you and some of your team members kind of came to Georgia together or one came and you followed vice versa. Sure. outline that because that's a really unique story
1: sure um, so I, I from out of school I was at Nemecol and Woodlands Resort doing some event planning um, actually started in weddings and that's where I got my feet wet. Did weddings at a few other resorts in Virginia before moving to West Virginia. Uh, actually, in that move as well, following uh, a mentor of mine from uh, Nemecolon to West Virginia. So that is how I got to West Virginia. Was through a mentor connection and uh, someone, you know, reaching out and saying, "Hey, I have this job. I want you to come look at it?" Uh, my husband and I met at uh, the Greenbrier Resort, and we met at. Uh, We had met once before uh, on property there, but we officially met, I guess you could say, was at my first special event that I was um, putting together for the resort. And it was a uh, prize fight for Evander Holyfield and Sherman the Tank Williams. It was pay-per-view. So we had pay-per-view there. uh, Everything was televised. And fortunately, our relationship lasted longer than the fight because the fight only went two rounds. (laughs) And um, out of that fight, uh, he was one of my volunteers. He was on the VIP platform. And uh, at the end of the fight, after it ended abruptly, uh, we were the last two left in the ballroom cleaning up the VIP platform. And um, the rest is history. So we have been together ever since. Mm -hmm. And that was in January of 2011. Uh Ah, So, yeah. So that's how we met. And then uh, he was at the time uh, in... In golf at the Greenbrier, the associate director of golf. And through that, I don't have a golf background. Um, it wasn't a sport that I played growing up, that we watched on TV growing up, anything of the nature. Um, my family wasn't involved in it, but through him, began to learn the game, had interest in the game. There were two events that we would host annually at the Greenbrier that were uh, golf pro-ams, mm-hmm. uh, one with Tom Watson and one um, in honor of Sam Sneed, who was the uh, Golf professional emeritus at the Greenbrier for a long time, so there were two golf events that we had done, and then obviously the PGA Tour event, the Greenbrier Classic, when it was hosted at the Greenbrier, uh, we worked on. and, and I, I, being I worked for the hotel and the the resort, I was more on the event activation side for the tournament team. So when they needed to, you know, book a party or something of that nature, they came through me, and I was on my hat was on the resort side. So that was my initial involvement with the tournament team. It wasn't until 2013 or 2014 uh, that I asked for a seat at that table and wanted to be on their team. And we were able to make it work, so I became a hybrid employee where I worked half of the year with the tournament class or the tournament team and half the year for the resort. Mm-hmm. Available to both all year round, but yeah. kind of my focus was, was half and half. Yeah. Um, from there, I met uh, the tournament director, Mondi Ortell, who uh, many of you know is now here in Georgia. And he is really the reason that, that we came down to Georgia when he left the Greenbrier in 2016. Uh, he spent three years trying to get my husband and I to come down to Georgia with him to uh, to work on this event with him. It didn't work until uh, October of 2019. So that's when we were able to make the move. My husband had gotten out of golf, was working in a nonprofit space. I was working with the First Tee of West Virginia. i had left the Greenbrier at the end of 2016. Uh, had been working with the First Tee of West Virginia since then. And uh, and then we were able to make the move in 2019, or yeah, end of 2019. 2019. So. That and that was
0: from, um, you guys, was Jamie also from Pennsylvania?
1: He's originally? not. He's from okay. Maryland. He went to school in Pennsylvania, but he's from Maryland. So connect
0: those dots. You from Pennsylvania, him from Maryland. Mm-hmm. And you guys met in?
1: We met in West Virginia. In West Virginia. Yeah. Okay, perfect.
0: Yeah. So let's rewind a little bit, because I could talk to you about golf all day <laughs> long. And how awesome is that, that you weren't really a golfer, but now you're in daily. daily so I'm sure you're able to play nine, nine holes. Nine holes. Yeah. Best ball, that's what I can do, play best ball. But <laughs> yes. you definitely look the part. Um, share with us a little bit about kind of growing up in Pennsylvania and leading up into going to West Virginia.
1: Sure. So growing up in Pennsylvania, um, as I said, not a golfer, but played sports growing up. Uh, wanted to be in a sports-related field. Uh, I was. I started my, my schooling at Duquesne University in, in Pittsburgh when I moved out, uh, out west in the state um, as an athletic training major. And I hung on to that for as long as I could, even though I knew it was the wrong decision. Uh, I changed my major the spring of my junior year and uh, and was able to graduate two years later with a, um, a business degree in marketing and sports marketing cool so from there uh, it was more of an event planning track uh, but that was before event planning was a thing a thing yeah. or a, a major or something you could really dive into in school there we had just um, I think I was in a pilot class for like a sport sports event management or something my in my senior year Mm -hmm. as I was you know finishing my degree it was just kind of coming online didn't really know that this was something and that's really how I fell into weddings you know out of school was you know that was that was my vision of event planning Mm -hmm. and then you know coming to see what was going on with the Greenbrier and that's why I went when I went to the Greenbrier was more of a um, large large large-scale events on the resort's behalf. So I've worked on everything and this goes back to I'm not a golfer but I run a golf tournament. Um, I've run everything from National Ice Carving Association events to uh, we filmed uh, a episode of The Bachelorette Um, At the Greenbrier that I was a part of, we filmed an entire season of the Golf Channel's Big Break that we were uh, a part of. So we did some reality shows. We did a full production for Mrs. America, which... I didn't even know Mrs. America was a thing right. until then. Um, we did some other state right. pageants. Oh, You're yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, Mrs. there's a Mrs. Uh-huh. There's an entire uh, organization that, that focuses on the Mrs. So mm-hmm. we hosted the Mrs. America pageant once at the Green Bar. So I've done a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, we built a tennis stadium. Uh, John McEnroe and Pete Sampras, you know, all those guys, have, the, the Williams sisters have been there for exhibitions. So I've done a little bit of everything in, in the event planning and sport You know world uh so to to come you know down to georgia now be involved with the sports commission and what we're doing there and and even the tournament it's it's more it's more event planning Mm -hmm. and um organization and those sorts of things and not you don't get into golf to play golf you don't get into golf you may love golf and that's why you think you want to go into golf but doing what I do. I mean, I could, I could translate to any sport. I could go yeah. to baseball or hockey or mm-hmm. football. It's, it's more event planning and, yeah. and how I see it.
0: Well, you hit the nail right on the head because I was going to ask you about organization. So obviously it takes a lot of planning in what you do. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that uh, there's a lot of strategy and a lot of pre-con, post-con, getting in touch with all these people. Is BEO's a term that you use in your world? Like uh, back it, in the day, it, it is, event yes. yes. <laughs> back in the hotel yes. days, yeah. For our catering
1: <laughs> of or- event orders, yep. P-E-O's. Mm-hmm.
0: So, share with our listeners a little bit about how you remain sane and what you do to stay organized. Because, me, myself, look, I'm looking at your beautiful notes and you see me, I'm <laughs> squirrely, whirly over here, but it makes sense to me. So, how are you able to organize all the things that you need to do in your personal and professional life and then also disseminate that to your team in order to have success?
1: Um, it's, it's interesting you asked this. We just, we had someone new start on the team earlier this week, so we're kind of breaking it down right now, and, and her and I are going event by event and, you know, looking at each event and everything that goes into each event so that she can, in, can learn and translate and, and pick things up, but spreadsheets are my best friend. I, I honestly believe there's nothing that a spreadsheet can't solve. Excel? Uh, Excel spreadsheets, yes. yes. Uh, I very much um, organize my thoughts in bullet and, like, outline form. Uh, and I also use a lot of color coding in stoplights, So red, yellow, green mm-hmm. finished okay. in progress. Like literally
0: like the color of your pen or like a highlighter or what?
1: Not, not so much pens and highlighters, but in Excel, okay. <laughs> yes. my, my, the cells get mm-hmm. colored, uh, you know, red, yellow, green. Yeah. So, you know, either not done or canceled in, in red, you mm-hmm. know, yellow in progress and green is good done. to go, yeah. you know? So a lot of color coding, a lot of, of just spreadsheets, outlines, mm-hmm. uh, lists schedules um we have calendars i mean i couldn't tell you how many calendars i have i always have a calendar somewhere whether it's you know the calendar in the phone the calendar in my in my notebook the calendar Mm -hmm. on the wall the calendar with these deadlines that deadline so um yeah there's there's a lot of different strategies but and sometimes i i feel like i'm duplicating efforts but it it all works because it works for different aspects of Uh whatever i'm you know, kind of tackling and looking at, and how I'm looking at it.
0: Would you say that organizational quality kind of is something that comes naturally to you, or is it something that was learned and you had to kind of, you know, put into motion because of what you do?
1: It is, it's very natural to me. Um, if i if i did something there's two other things that i would do in life that if i had the day to like go do something else airports um fascinate me Ooh, like and, people watching or, or well like yes people what? watching logistics the logistics, of, course, the logistics uh-huh. of it like to sit up in the little tower uh-huh. and like watch like where what little space the planes go in and how uh-huh. when they're going i know it's a very stressful job they uh-huh. say it's very very high so stress like an but, air traffic controller yep mm huh mm-hmm yeah like deciding what gate that plane if yeah. there's a gate change like how does that now affect mm-hmm. all of the things afterwards um and then the other <clears throat> excuse me the other would be to to go organize with home edit helmet home edit oh home edit the home edit the rainbow color cording it's a whole oh, g- google it there's a netflix show <laughs> <on>. there's books <laughs> a little bit of everything tell me that after the after the show so I
0: can check it out well that's very interesting because um that doesn't come naturally to everybody so obviously what you do you're tapping Mm -hmm. into you know your um your strengths now Mm -hmm. just out of curiosity with your husband are you guys like-minded in that regard or is it um you know kind of yin and yang
1: um we are both we are both type a um, but we also, we do compliment each other because there are things that I can let go that I know that he will pick up and he's vice versa. Good for so while we both can be very set in our ways, mm-hmm. we both are also able to let go certain things and know the other one will like to have your back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We don't need to both be involved in everything. I yeah. do the banking.
0: Oh. <laughs> and didn't you share with me that he does, he's a phenomenal chef. Yeah.
1: He does uh-huh. the cooking
0: meal preparation yeah that's exciting yeah yeah and very cool quality for a fella I must yes. say kudos Jamie wonderful <laughs> Ashley um, we're gonna take a really quick break and have a word from our sponsors but when we come back we're gonna talk about your doggos <laughs> all right since 1982 CAB incorporated has been a distinguished leader in manufacturing and global sourcing serving a variety of industries including infrastructure hydraulics automotive and rail with their precision machined iron and steel products. As a woman-owned company, CAB Incorporated is proud to be a returning partner of the Celebrating Powerhouse Women Series. With strong roots in the past and firm footing in the future, Capital City Home Loans combines an old-fashioned sense of community with a progressive attitude. They are a trusted full-service lender, offering mortgage finance products and empowering their associates to help clients choose the best options. They are focused on being the best and strongest lender in the Southeast. Visit CCHL.com slash locations to see all of their offices, including Gwinnett. All right, welcome back. Um, For those of you who are just joining us, I am speaking with Ashley Hamilton, the tournament director for Mitsubishi Electric Classic, and we are having lots of fun here learning about sports and all kinds of organizational and fun things. I know before the break I mentioned we were going to touch on your puppers, but we're going to rewind just a second because during the break you were sharing with me a really exciting and funny story. So one of my questions was going to be to you as you have um, exposure to many athletes and you know, just lots of cool people, who one of the coolest people you have met has been. And you shared with me an interesting story about Evander Holyfield. <laughs> so share that little funny nugget with our, our listeners.
1: Sure. So as I was saying earlier, my f- first event at the Greenbrier Resort was this Evander Holyfield and Sherman, the Tank Williams uh, prize fight that we hosted in one of our ballrooms. And uh, I our team had a question that... Inv-
0: Wait a minute. They converted the ballroom into a... A boxing ring?
1: Yes. So wow. if, if you think about, it, and it was actually the same companies that we used for right. the golf tournament, oh, cool. which is the company yeah. we use here. Uh, they came in and we designed a a stadium, stadium right. seating. I talked about the VIP platform. Right. That was all done through one of those same companies. And uh-huh. then we had the boxing ring brought in. Uh, we had aerial artists hanging from the ceiling. Wow. It was it was a production. I, do, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a production. It would be very similar to if you went out to Vegas mm-hmm. and you know, where you see a lot of mm-hmm. those MMA and, and some of the fights right. being done. We did the same thing in one of our ballrooms. Wow. So, I apologize for interrupting. Okay. I was trying to picture it in my mind.
0: <laughs> Continue with Evander.
1: Yeah. So uh, our team had had a question that that involved Evander and I went to his agent and, and asked him the question and he said, Oh, well, Evander's in the spa. You can just go ask him. And I'm 26 28 27 28 i'm not quite sure but i was a lot younger than i am now and um i'm like you want me to go in the spa in the spa and ask Evander a vander oh yeah, yeah yeah he's just getting he's just he's just getting a service so i went to the spa and i, I knew the spa director and i said you know Do you, is the vander available like can i ask him a question she said oh yeah he's back he was getting a pedicure so it took me back to where Evander was getting a pedicure and he was sleeping in the chair. <laughs> he was in fully enjoying his pedicure as anyone should, uh-huh. but it was uh, I had to tap him on the shoulder and excuse me sir. Ask him his question because that's where his agent sent me. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, very you know, you have some odd odd situations and you don't really you never know what's <laughs> going to happen but when in the event world. You wake up in the morning and you really think you have your day planned and you learn you very no quickly idea. that you don't. Yeah. So yeah. always
0: bring yours in a pair of heels, but you bring a mm-hmm. pair of flats. Mm-hmm. Always have a spare shirt, fresh, something to change into. Yes. That's yes. really interesting. I know that you get a chance to organize a lot of things with professional athletes. And we were chatting before the show um, about how you have to take like a professional approach. You can't quite be like all like uh, ah, like I like celebrity, like starstruck in because yeah. you are the professional in that setting. So. Mm-hmm how does your team respond in that setting? Do they also behave professionally or are they kind of awestruck starstruck? That's the word I was looking for.
1: Um, I think it's probably a mixture of both. And I think everybody reacts differently, differently to different yeah. people. Um, you know, there's obviously some people that don't, you either didn't even know who they were before you started working with or for or producing some sort of event. Um, you know, so you may have a, a completely business and professional approach to it where if you know someone came to you and said like xyz is coming and you're like oh my god that's my favorite <sighs> yeah. then selfie yeah you're gonna have to have to keep an eye Damn and rein them down. in yeah. and just make sure you know choose the projects they work on and mm-hmm. and things like that but for the most part i think uh everyone's able to be a professional and certainly i mean if the opportunity arises or they ask mm-hmm. for you to take a picture with yeah. them or you know sign something for you you know those opportunities do come up i Mm -hmm. mean we all kind of have our exciting you know things that are displayed in our offices Mm -hmm. and and memorabilia exactly Uh but (laughs) we try not to make it the forefront of as soon as they get off the bus that we're asking Mm -hmm. and taking pictures yeah things of that nature
0: well thank you for sharing that funny story about (laughs) i do want to get into a little bit of a a personal side here so you are a dog mom and you've got three huskies and I'm gonna shout out their names. We got Sadie and we've got Stoli and Dima, is that what you said? It Last is, yes, Dima. And just had a gotcha day. He did. How exciting. So all of them are rescues?
1: Uh, in a sense, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sadie, actually, she'll be 15 here in a few weeks. We're uh-huh. in, enjoying our time with her while it lasts. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a shepherd husky. She actually came from Nemecol and Woodlands Resort. Wow. I've had her since the beginning of my career out yeah. of college. Uh-huh. She's been, I calculated the other day, someone asked me, she's lived in seven houses with me. <gasps> since uh, since her time uh, but her parents were sled dogs so one of the activities that wow. nema woodlands offers is sled dogging and she w- was a result of two of the sled dogs wow. so they had given them away she's a literal musher mm, Mush. she could be she could. she's never yeah. done it but uh-huh. she yes in her in her heyday she was fast as the wind and I and bet. could could definitely definitely pull a sled mm-hmm. but um and then uh, we have Stoli who is, uh, she just turned eight. She's, uh, white with blue eyes mm-hmm. and she's pretty girl. Uh, she, she's, if you see us out in public with her, it's, she's probably the one that we have. She's the the best behaved and just loves people, loves kids, really good with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, uh, she came to us, uh, through a friend, uh, someone that was keeping her as a part of a litter they had had, but then they had some stuff come up that they couldn't keep her. And so we, quote unquote rescued her from oh. them versus her going to a rescue first yes. so we've had her for pretty much all of her life mm-hmm. uh and then Dima who just had a gotcha day mm-hmm. uh we got him five years ago from the Greenberry Humane Society mm-hmm. and um and he w- we were not looking to add to our pack we were we were good with two mm-hmm. uh but oh, what's d- one more <laughs> well <laughs> we, we say that yeah <laughs> I say that um, my husband probably wouldn't disagree or wouldn't agree mm-hmm. but um he, uh, I had posted a, a random picture online one day of Sadie and Stoley just hanging out in the house with me when I worked from home with the first tea of West Virginia. And, uh, the director of the Humane Society commented on that photo. You can still go on and see it mm-hmm. on my, on my Facebook feed. And she commented and said, you know, there's a Husky that just came up to general population cool. at the Humane Society. And I said, no, I didn't, I didn't see him. She said, they just took his pictures. He'll be up online later. Like, Call me. Mm-hmm. And I went down later that night. I asked first, I said, is it, is it a female? Mm-hmm. And they said, no, he's, it's a male. And Sadie and Sully are both females. Mm-hmm. I've only had female dogs. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, we can figure that out. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to, yeah, because male dogs well, they're and they're females, are, they're, yeah. they're different. Mm-hmm. They're, they are different. I'm like, okay, we can figure it out. I said, well, is, what color is he? And he said, he's red. I was like, "Ooh, okay. <laughs> I have a dream of having a silver female. Oh. And I haven't had a silver female yet, mm-hmm. and um, the my love of Huskies comes back from my childhood going mm-hmm. to football games with my grandparents, and one of the teams that we would go watch regularly was the deer of Huskies, oh. and they had both the costume Husky and, on the sideline, and there was also a real, a Husky, real Husky, similar to the, the Bulldogs yeah. with, with Aga. Um, so there was always a real Husky on the sideline, so that's where my love of Huskies comes Aww. from, and I, I really want a silver female, mm-hmm. and uh, when they said it was a red male, I was like, well, we're not checking any of the boxes mm-hmm. here. But, I still went down and saw him and he stole my heart and he came home with us four or five days later after he was, he was getting over some injuries. So he had to stay for a little bit, but mm-hmm. he, uh, they knew we had, um, a, a knowledge of the breed They're mm-hmm. They're not an easy breed right. to, to take care of. Um, and that we, we had knowledge, previous knowledge with, with the two that we had right. and that we could give don't them a good sing? home. Don't they like talk? They I've seen don't. videos like, rawr, 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 like, I love you. They really don't. Um, they don't sing too much. They, they. Uh Stolly will get vocal uh-huh. uh, usually in the morning before f- before she gets her food <laughs> she makes sure that we're going to feed her yes. um, don't forget me mom yeah uh, she also has she loves her squeaky toys mm-hmm. so she'll grab a squeaky toy and squeak it to death yeah she yes. squeaks it really fast mm-hmm. in the mornings the, that's kind of in a, an alert an alarm like it's time it's time
0: do they ever get the squeaker out my dog used to do that she would destroy the animal to get the squeaker <laughs> out and I'm like thank you for saving me the trouble because i was so annoying <laughs> she would literally dissected to get the squeaker
1: they've they've gone through their fair share of toys but they they have plenty they are very spoiled so they wound up all getting along obviously oh yes, yes. they all get along dima uh, was welcomed into the pack dima was welcomed in mm-hmm. state uh, and dima uh, play they love to go for walks mm-hmm. and yeah they're best buds sadie's okay. now in her older age yeah. she's kind of slowed down and they leave her out. She still polices them when they yeah. get when they get too too rough, mm-hmm. or she doesn't like what they're doing. She'll she'll step in. But she's the senior. She's yes, yeah, very distinguished. <laughs> my
0: um, I had a little Dachshund mix, and she was 16, and she went to heaven in January. Mm-hmm. But um, she was my bud all of her life, just like your Sadie. Yeah. And also, I had a shepherd mix, and I'm wondering if you had similar issues she had hip dysplasia she couldn't walk up the stairs anymore her hips were really just um, kind of feeling her when she you know walked or cantered she would drag her back legs mm-hmm. and that those are kind of some of the indicators uh, yep. as she got older
1: yep that's where we are now we, we carry her up and down the stairs mm-hmm. I know? did the same thing I once, said as long as a I'm day, physically able I will carry yes, you yes, yes. We, we carry her down in the morning and then she can we try to keep her on the carpet spaces. Mm-hmm. We have Cause the
0: floor is just carpet slides, runners yeah.
1: throughout the house so she can mm-hmm. get to the back door and to water bowls and, and things. So we're, we're, we're catering and, and hanging on. But we know that, mm-hmm. that it's coming mm-hmm. soon. And it's, it's been about a year that we've been yeah. kind of leading into mm-hmm. this, so we know that time is limited they're our best friends Mm -hmm. and and they look to us
0: to help relieve them from that pain. Yeah. But we'll take a a happier note. (laughs) Ashley, tell me what you and Jamie like to do for fun recreationally. I know you guys both have very um, busy roles and you guys participate and pour into the community, both of you guys. So what do you like to do to kind of unwind, relax, or share quality time together?
1: Sure. Well, it's, it's actually, um, it's interesting coming, coming down to Georgia as kind of Uh, afforded us that that time together um when his time in the golf industry i mean he was he was working on saturdays sometimes on sundays Mm. you know if we could both sneak a a a day in the in the week together we would um but we we've realized the other day we haven't taken a true vacation in quite some time so we're working on that uh you know a, a true getaway right you know not a an well, add-on to a yeah. work trip or uh-huh. a, a something like we've been doing over the past few years so working on that but really getting down to Georgia it, it freed his weekends up mm-hmm. uh, now being in, in the non nonprofit space he's kind of always on but right can take those weekends and we can go explore unfortunately we got here in October of 2019 so we we got through the holidays oh, yeah. what we moved in you know painted did some things around the house hosted family for the holidays everyone wanted to see the new house and the new area and everything hosted family and then we were our tournament dates that year were april so come the new year we were i was in tournament mode right and really planning Go. um you know non-stop so we weren't we weren't exploring and doing much knowing that after the tournament that would be kind of our chance to settle into the area mm-hmm. well then covet hit mm. so we got locked down and we joke i mean everyone down here was you know, oh my gosh, I have to stay in my house. I have nowhere. To, I can't go anywhere. I have nowhere to go. All these things, and we just kind of laugh. We're like, this is what we're used. Like, this is what we're used to. Mm-hmm. This is. It feels like we're in West Virginia. <laughs> there wasn't a lot to do, and there wasn't. <laughs> there wasn't too many places to go. to go. Yeah. The only difference was we owned our house, and we could do house projects. There you go. <laughs> so we stood in line with everyone at Home Depot and DIY. Bought the paint, did the things. You know, all that fun stuff. So we're we're excited. You know, now that everything is really kind of you know opening up mm-hmm. you know this summer's kind of been really an exploration summer of of getting out um into you know world, things we're gonna world. try yep. and go peach picking this weekend oh, that's exciting. we haven't been yet so where we're are gonna,
0: you gonna go um jaymore I, love, I live right up the street from jaymore yeah or it's right up the street from me
1: okay so yeah so, it's so we're in gonna, Lula.
0: gonna go. where do you guys live
1: we are in technically we're in auburn mm-hmm. uh we uh, resonate more with either dequeel or hamilton mill mm-hmm. we're right near little mulberry park Very but nice. we are in the Gwinnett side of auburn because i guess auburn is a split county yeah uh, but we're on the Gwinnett side
0: i highly recommend if you like ice cream they make their own it's not really like a sherbet or frozen yogurt
1: i've seen it it's kind of like a kind of like a gelato kind of like it's a sherbet yeah yeah so yeah. I will
0: tell you a little hidden secret, which okay. they'll tell you, but I asked. So the, <laughs> the peach and the strawberry they make with their own produce, obviously oh, okay. they have vanilla, but that's not too exciting. You know, if you are at the farm, the pineapple, however, they do not make, and oh. they will admit to you because it sounds so attractive. I'm like pineapple, like well, dole whiff, but they don't yeah. make it. It's still delicious. I'm yes. Sure. But if you're going there for something truly that they right. create, I highly recommend the swirl. You get the swirl; it's so good, like the peach, get, the, yeah, the peach and the strawberry. Of the two, and they make. Out, yes. Okay. Now they do make some really good, like fried pies and stuff. I kind of stay away from their like turnovers. Yeah. But again, with all their fresh stuff, and then uh, boiled peanuts and kettle corn. Those are <laughs> my favorite things here. I'll have to tell you, boiled peanuts are an acquired taste. You made the funniest mm-hmm. face, so you don't even like them at all.
1: We uh, we traveled when we lived in Pennsylvania. Our summer vacations were always in Myrtle Beach, and we had a. Uh, an RV that uh-huh. we you know pulled behind the truck, and uh, we would stop at the roadside stands to get uh, Boil, produce yeah. on the way into the campground. So uh-huh. we'd stop you know at this one and get the cantaloupe and the watermelon, then you'd come up on another one that had <sighs> corn or whatever they had, and you know eventually as we went along, we would have fresh produce mm-hmm. t- to to have for the week. And uh, my mom bought m- boiled peanuts once, and it was like, who would? It's weird because they're warm. Well, they're warm, they're <laughs> soggy, they're just none of the textures that a peanut and I love like I eat peanut butter by the spoonful mm-hmm. I love peanut butter boiled peanut I was like this is nothing that a peanut needs to be associated yeah. with
0: and they're kind of slimy yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny you say that because my first experience was similar on a road trip my dad stopped at a roadside thing and he got him. He's like oh boiled peanuts and I'm like awkward I tasted one had the exact same reaction that you did, but as I grew older, I kind of developed a taste for them. I really enjoy salty things, so I like that just, like, nip of, like, Well, sodium. now
1: even being here in the South, I see them, like, in the produce section at Kroger. They have a the gas stations. Well, but they're, like, cold there, so now, now I'm like, well, what do you, you go home and heat them heat up? up? Like, mm, I, like, the whole thing is very peanuts. odd to me. <laughs> And I guess that shows team. my northern <laughs> roots. Northern <laughs> roots. Well, share with our
0: listeners a little bit about what you do to um remain balanced you yourself, Ashley. Obviously, maybe physical
1: fitness,
0: um mm-hmm. what you enjoy reading, personal development, anything like that.
1: Um I do. I uh, both um I am an avid Peloton rider. Yeah. Uh, I also strength train uh through a lot of the beach body programs, mm-hmm. so uh, Aren't you a a trainer, or a trainer? I'm technically a coach, a coach? but That's I don't, I, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't Practice. work the business okay. or, or anything. I use it solely for myself. Very cool though. Um, but yeah, so 45 minutes uh, I'm, I'm in afternoon, evening workout. Mm. So, um, I did have Deacon all presence. intentions today to get up and, and work out in the morning, but the storms at night over the past few nights have been a little rough with the pups. So uh. I did take that extra 45 minutes this morning to, to sleep. sleep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'll still, I'll go home and, and it's, it's, even if I work out in the morning, I still feel like I need it after work. Yes. It's just a decompression. It's a decompression. Mm-hmm. The drive home doesn't do it for me. The drive home in Atlanta traffic is, no. you know, some people, my and mind that, just keeps yeah, going that 30, right they like yeah. that 30 minutes is all I need to clear my head. And I'm like, my head Mm -hmm. is still racing Uh like when I get home I'm like oh I need a piece of paper to Mm -hmm. write everything down that I just thought about Mm -hmm. Um, so it's it's a good time for me usually anywhere from you know 35 30 45 minutes an hour Mm -hmm. max Um, yeah and then we go on with the the evening on the weekends we walk the pups if Uh it's not uh, too hot try to get out sometimes we have to get out really early or go later at night so the pavements not too hot but try to get them out as much as we can Mm -hmm. they enjoy living in a neighborhood now that we can actually walk, walk and, around, yes. and we don't have to get in a car to go somewhere mm-hmm. to then start the walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's always stressful. So, um, But then reading as well. Um, I'm usually reading anywhere between three and four books at a time. Wow. Um, between, you know, fun stuff, lighthearted, just, mm-hmm. you know, easy reads to professional development books. Um, What's I, something you're reading now? Right. Uh, I'm in the midst of Think Again, which is... Um, uh, talking about understanding what you don't know and recognizing what you don't know and how to open your mind up to rethinking about things that you think you do know. Wow. And, um, that's a, that's a, I'm finding out it's a harder read. Um, mm. it, it takes some focus and mm-hmm. I've reread a lot of it <laughs> that happens going to back. Me too, yeah. Um, so that one's not one I take to the pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, I'd finally finished Where the Crawdad's Sing. Excited for the movie to come out this, like next week, this week. It's coming out soon. Uh, Mid July, I think it's coming out. Um, what else Someone have else I recently mentioned read? Mentioned
0: that to me as well Where the Crawdad's Sing. I'll have to check yeah, that
1: out. That's a good one. Um, what else am do I Do you reading? listen to
0: any audiobooks or do you listen to any
1: podcasts? I do. This one, of course. Uh, this one, um, of course, is on my desktop. Um, but no, I don't. I physically like to have mm-hmm. a book, and I'm a That's little bit of a tangible. book snob. And that I only like hardcover books. Oh. I will seek out to find the, the hardcover. hardcover. <laughs> I and don't know why. Is that because why. they're more resilient? I think, think yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Probably because I'm pretty hard with them. I'll throw them in backpacks and purses. I do mm-hmm. take them to the pool. I'm big on if we go to the pool and it's a lighter day, mm-hmm. I'll, st- I'll get in the pool, stay on the side and read. I can nice. do that for hours. Yeah. Um, so just anywhere they get splashed, they get uh-huh. wet, they this, that. So yeah, I do. I do prefer the hardback.
0: Nice. And that's relaxing to just yeah. go sit by the pool and enjoy a good read. Yeah. Ashley, um, our time has flown by very quickly, but I want to ask if there's anything that you want to share with our listeners. First, I wanted to rewind really quickly, talk about mentorship. Mm -hmm. Um, so you mentioned a a mentor, um, in your, your event and tournament world outside of work related, who would you maybe attribute to kind of helping pour into you and inform and mold, um, the wonderful woman you are today?
1: Um, there's probably, oh gosh, I, I think there's probably a lot of people, um, I mean, I could I could name my my mm-hmm. two main mentors um, that I've spoken about. One that got me from Pennsylvania to West Virginia. One that got me from West Virginia to Georgia. Um, both whom are actually males, uh, but I don't. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Uh, there yeah. isn't, but it, I think a lot of uh, the stigma these days yep. for Socially, females yeah. is is that you know females need to to mentor females mm-hmm. and rise up and. Unfortunately, that's not my story, mm-hmm. but
0: there's nothing wrong with that. No. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but no, I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of people I've never, I've never thought about Sat and it. thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. What about
0: you yourself? I'm sure there's been some people on your team that have looked to you that you've kind of helped mold, and you've yeah. seen them flourish and grow and succeed.
1: Yeah, we have, and I mentioned we have some some new team new team members this week. Um, being a, a PGA Tour Champions event, we do see some turnover. It's not uh, uncommon for us. A lot mm-hmm. of a lot of um,
0: I wouldn't n- say seasonal, but yeah,
1: uh, they're probably first and second career uh moves mm-hmm. and then from us they're probably looking to go to the pga tour potentially um to get on to to a larger stage mm-hmm. um some not some are. some this may be what they're looking for mm-hmm. um you know i came from pga tour and and love the champion the pga tour champions mm-hmm. uh we're the fun tour our guys uh, are really um they've been doing this some of them have been playing golf for longer than i've been alive so if you think about that they're they're not here for the same Mm -hmm. all of the same reasons that some of the guys on the pga tour you know are out there they're this is they're excited that they get to play three days of golf you know every week they're Mm -hmm. they love our fans they love our pro-ams they love interacting with them you know they're just they're great stewards of the game and they're just excited that they're well-bodied and able to get up in the morning and, mm-hmm. and play for a living still. So uh, our tour is a little bit different. We do have a lot of fun. Um, Sounds like it. Yeah.
0: Well, I will share with you because he's a common friend of ours, a great mm-hmm. friend and mentor to me, who is also a male, aside mm-hmm. from the man sitting behind us running the board named Mike Salmon, <laughs> is Randy Brunson. Yes. What a wonderful human being. He is. And he has just taught me so much through, um, through our, our friendship over the years. And I do have to Thank your husband for introducing me to him. We had passed each other in the marketplace before, but we never really formed a relationship until Jamie kind of physically connected us, and yeah. it was it was destined to be. I yeah, will say.
1: I have some emails in my box from Randy this morning.
0: Oh, he's great. <laughs> I love his little letters. Yeah, you know? very inspiring. Yes, mm-hmm. if you take the time to read it, guys out there, Stewarding Family Wealth. Also, he hosts a podcast. And he has a podcast. Us. Yeah, yeah, very absolutely. Cool. Well, Ashley, do you have anything that you'd like to share with our listeners before we wrap up? Um, well you, you cued me up I that this you.
1: that we were gonna <laughs> that we were gonna talk about this and <laughs> uh, I wrote a few things down but I think uh, the one thing that I that I kind of always come back to and talking about mentorship and, and new people coming onto my team and, and sometimes they are a little newer to either, you know, champions tour or golf or what have it, uh, what it may be, but is really to start where you are. Don't be afraid to be a beginner. Um, you know, we all start somewhere. And you, you, you need to own that you're a beginner so that you're not overconfident or over-promising and then under-delivering. Under and just being upfront and honest with those that you're working with that you may not have seen this before. It may have been done differently or, you know, those sorts of things. So,
0: I like that. Don't be afraid to start where you are. Very nice. I've heard something kind of along that same vein, but grow where you are planted. Mm-hmm. You know, you can uh, start where your feet are. Start where your feet are. Very nice. Hey, just uh, for anybody out there listening that might be curious to learn more about the tournament, Mm -hmm. where could they um,
1: do so? com. We're also on uh, Facebook, Instagram mainly, a little bit of Twitter. And LinkedIn. And then LinkedIn as well. Uh
0: Very nice. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for joining us today. I've enjoyed our conversation. Thank and for all of you out there listening, you know you can catch the live broadcast every Friday morning at 1130 on businessradiox.com. Select the Gwinnett Studio. Don't uh, forget to subscribe so that you don't miss a beat. If you find value in the series, we would love to hear from you. I've been your host, Amanda Pierce, and this is Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X.